Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. I'm Britton. And I'm, um, Alex? Yeah, I guess I'm Alice. And this week, uh, we are taking a look at The Matrix Revolutions? Reloaded? Whatever it is? <laughs> Reloaded. <I don't> Reloaded. <laughs> <laughs> because they it's lo- all the same. Because they loaded The Matrix in the first one, now they're going to load it. And in the next one... The Wait, but you said they loaded... Well, they loaded it the first time, now they're reloading it. Where and, did, where... and then in the third one, the British are going to tax their tea, so they're going to have a revolution. But aren't they going to load the tea in the Boston Harbor? The tea is a zip file. They should have just called it Requiem, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Matrix Requiem. So anyway... The Matrix, the, the Matrix Quantum of Solace. <laughs> okay... Let's just go ahead and get the scores. Uh, the Matrix Reloaded from 2003, directed by the Wachowskis, has a 73% critic score and a 72% audience score. That makes sense. So once again, just like the first one, the scores are pretty close, although they're probably a bit too high. Yeah. Tyler, best thing, worst thing, go. Okay, so my favorite thing is going to be very specifically... I'm going I'm to choose two two scenes as my my favorite and, and least favorite thing, because I feel like they, they epitomize the best and worst parts of this movie. Um, my favorite thing is probably the you said the chateau fight is the mm-hmm. official terminology for this fight. Um, <laughs> okay. I assume I think so. Okay, uh, basically it's a fight after they confront the Merovingian, Vingian, 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 whatever. Um, <laughs> the Frenchman. Yeah, they, they, there we go. They they confront um, him and then all his his minions go and attack Neo and and they're all fighting with all these fancy weapons and stuff like that and there's all this. It's really cool choreography and like they're, it's very creative as the way they're passing around weapons and people are getting stabbed and stuff. It's and it's going up a staircase and everything. I really really enjoyed it. I thought that was very creative, very well shot, very well done. Um, my least favorite scene. I'm gonna go with the uh, the the weird scene after like I don't remember what what causes them to have a big dance party. Is it because Morpheus gets back? The, the... Morpheus has his weird out of character speech yeah. where he yeah. is not subtle in the slightest. He's yeah. just like or downplayed. <clears throat> and and he's like, shake, let, let them know that we're here and shake the ground. And then they all just start having and a they weird all... techno jumpy dance. Yeah, there's there's a big mosh pit, and then it cut it intercuts with scenes of Neo and Trinity having sex, and it just keeps getting closer and closer on their mm-hmm. faces, and it's like we don't need to see this. It's very sweaty. It's very weird. And, it comes and the, out of and nowhere. The music's just the music is a weird dance music it, it, it's just the music feels more out of a porno if I'm yeah, perfectly yeah. honest like it's so weird and so so it's like especially because like this is the first time we're really seeing Trinity and Neo together right. I, I feel like something a little more intimate right. would have been <laughs> yeah well, it was that and we'll, we can get to their relationship in a second but um well I just want to say about that whole sequence I was I was a teenager in the 2000s. We weren't that sweaty. <laughs> Every piece of art you see from the early, the mid early 2000s, everyone's sweating. It wasn't that. <laughs> it wasn't that hot. Like we were fine. We had fans and sweaters. I had the sweat of Mickey Moore sweat. <laughs> Huh. The question is, did you choose to put on the sweater? <laughs> I, I, or, or did you ever really have the choice? Was it the red sweater or the blue <laughs> sweater? I'm just saying that the, somehow the 2000s have misrepresented themselves to the future. Because yeah. people are going to look back and go, God, it was always 97 degrees. Everyone was sweaty and Britney Spears was in charge of everything. 
What was going on? I'm not saying those things are unrelated. <laughs> I'm not saying they're not true. I'm saying they're blown out of proportion. But to Tyler's point, yeah, I get the point of that scene. It's supposed to be like, we're, oh, we're celebrating our humanity, but it's just it's just weird. And it's weird to have Morpheus instigate it. Yes. And it, it kind of goes through, goes to my, so the reason I chose that action scene is because I think it's the best, best action scene in the movie. And there's some, there's some good stuff in here, don't get me wrong. Um, what did you do? Overall, I, I, <laughs> I feel like the action in this movie is really great yeah. throughout most of it. I, I think for the most part, it's really well done. It's, it, it holds up relatively well for being, you know, almost two decades old now. Um, not quite, but close. Uh, and then, on the other hand, all of the character stuff feels very forced and inauthentic. Yeah. And, like, it, it's just like, oh, we have to have a philosophical conversation here that's not going to relate to the plot. And and I feel like that was the moment, that specific moment was where I'm like, they don't know what they're doing here, do they? Like, because you can, yeah. from, it, this movie never really feels like it has a narrative push to it. Like, it never feels like we're actually going anywhere. It's just kind of like, we're going here, and then this person yeah, tells us to go places. Like, every once in a while, they'll be like, oh yeah, the machines have started digging, we should probably take care of that. And then it comes up, like, every half hour. Yeah. Like, that's not, yeah. like, consistent. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. we are setting up the stakes. It's not a looming threat. Yeah. Well, especially when you get to the end, and they're like, "Yeah, we tried a counterattack with all the ships to, to try and stop them. Why didn't we see that EMP? <laughs> what EMP? What's that? A weapon? <laughs> uh-huh. That that seems like something we should have seen. Yeah, I, I guess I, agree. I guess it doesn't matter. Whatever. Britain, best thing, worst thing. Go. Um, let's see. My best thing is going to be the the group of actors in this movie and the cast. Not necessarily because of the performances <laughs> and that's not even a, a comment on the cast itself it's just like you said this is not a character driven movie yeah um, who's but, the best do you think is it Hugo Weaving probably still Hugo Weaving although Carrie Ann Moss is really good in these movies yeah and Lawrence Fishburne obviously is great mm-hmm. um, but like I really uh, the woman who plays the Oracle is really great but like Harold Perrineau is in this from Lost and the Romeo. Frenchman no no he was um, Link the dude with the dreads oh right right, right who's yeah. the Frenchman who does he play on Lost? He was uh, Michael. With his, with his son had a dog. Oh! Yeah. Huh. Was him. He was Mercutio in the DiCaprio, Romeo and Juliet. He's great in that. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. He's yeah, in that. Yeah, it's him. And then Gina Torres from Fireflies in, like, one scene. There are a lot of them. There are, uh, Monica Bellucci is mm-hmm. in it. Um, and there's this really cool actor who plays the keymaker named um, Randall Duke Kim. Who I know from theater. I know him from Broadway. He's okay. a really, really talented guy. He's a lot of fun. He was in Flower Drum Song. Also in the year he was in it, the year this was released, or the year before, and he's phenomenal in that. So I was really excited to see him. And I really like that the cast. There's also a lot of non-white characters in this, yeah. but it's never discussed. Yeah. It, which in a what I privilegedly thought <laughs> was a progressive thing because it's just characters being driven I don't know no one I don't feel like anybody was hired to be the black guy yeah or to be the black sidekick or the be the wise Asian they were all just there to be their own characters it's it's the the way it should be where it's just yeah this is a person they happen to be here because that's just how the world works exactly it's the future so we're not worried about I thought that was a really neat thing and it's a collection of faces that I like yeah yeah I got the name wrong I I got confused Lambert Wilson plays the French Lambert Wilson is he anybody he's in Catwoman (gasps) Which we have to watch. No, we don't. Yeah. No. Yeah, buddy. I'm not sure that we do. 
Don't Usually worry. I'm all on board for this, but this is... <laughs> that, that says something, because I've never seen Catwoman. It says something to me that when I was like, hey, buddy's movies, Tyler was like, yeah, totally. When I say Catwoman, he's like, nope. <laughs> I that, think I'm going to drop something. that. Uh, okay. Put a pin in that. Um, that says something. Uh, my worst thing, I think, is going to be just the, the constant philosophical platitudes that are, are... They go nowhere. They add nothing. They aren't that deep. Like, they're really <laughs> not that complicated. But also... Uh, Todd and I were talking about this before we started recording. To I, I guess I compare things to The Dark Knight a lot, but The Dark Knight had this really nice philosophical bent, and it had all these ideologies, and it was a movie about ideology, and it had these conversations. But it was one rep, these things were represented within the movie. They were driving the characters. It, they were interesting. We talked about how The Dark Knight's climax is a conversation about ideology, mm-hmm. and how hard that is to pull off in a movie like that. Yeah, but they did it. Yeah. And, like, like Joker's chaos. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. And, and like that makes like when when the the Frenchman starts talking about cause and effect. Yeah, but what does that mean? Yeah. Why? How does that affect your actions? And all the stuff about like, do you really have a choice? I don't know. Philosophy one on one. Like, <laughs> is it okay to steal bread if 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 your child's starving? Like, it's the most obvious philosophical question in the world. I, I know what my most. My least favorite thing is now. There you go. I'm gonna kind of branch right. off from that. Yeah. So, so that was that was something where I've I've seen this done really really well, but here it just felt like, and I like the witch house. He's just fine, but this felt very much like that kid who like starts taking philosophy in college and then starts making these long Facebook statuses, <laughs> and you're just like, oh my god, come on. And and like they went nowhere, and the movie just ground to a halt every time it happened. Yeah. Because these fights are really kinetic, and they, some of them do take too long. Yeah. But largely, they're interesting. They're energetic. They're creative and they're fun, and then the, like that's where the witch house really find their strengths. And then you get to a philosophy conversation. And you go, "Why are we even here? And why do I care?" Yeah, yeah. I, I'd rather have the fight scenes be too long than to have these really long philosophizing, mm-hmm. yeah, thirty minute conversations, and then like a thirty second fight scene. Because I can understand the motivation being, "Let's have more cool, fun, well done fight scenes." Because these are cool, well done, fun fight scenes. But when you go, "No, let's have more of of Keanu Reeves going." But what is it? What do you mean? Yeah. Could, huh? Yeah. yeah. And various old people telling him about it <laughs> in a cocky way. Yeah. And that's and that goes back to to two like just the general fact that everyone feel and like you were talking highlighting how good of a cast this is, but everyone feels so flat. Yeah. Like the, it's and it's it seems like it's the way they're supposed to be delivering their lines. It's the way you know the the Wachowskis want us to be this universe is like everyone's very like monotone. Mm-hmm. They just. Lay off at layout exposition. And it's similar to the Star Wars prequels. Yes, in that very, way, very similar. Where nobody has a personality. Yeah. Except for like Link. Yeah. Yeah. And going off that too, um, we mentioned. Can we make Link the main character? Yeah, I really. would love that. Uh, we which, mentioned which, by he, the way, he feels like the most. I love how how they they just wrote out Tank. Yeah. Yeah. There was like a single line about him. Oh yeah, he's dead. I want to <laughs> say he wanted more money and they refused. That's. And I think mm-hmm. that's the reason why he didn't come back. Uh, but the. Going off that as well, we, we mentioned Trinity and Neo and their relationship not really being done well in this movie. Uh, at the at the end of the last one, we kind of get this sort of budding romance between them, and, and like we, they they kiss and that sort of thing. Yeah. I think right, and yeah. um, you know, so, and it, it's not really greatly developed, but it's just that's kind what of, brings him back back to life. The magic yeah. kiss, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And right before she that, says, "I love you," and, the, and, the, and right that's, before the Sentinels kill him. That's already kind of iffy, and you know, we, it's not a great foundation. And then we jump, and here it's just like, oh yeah, they're they're in love. They're 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 in a full blown romance. We're not even gonna address yeah. 
anything that and happens. it was easier for me to take then because I was like I already know the setup is weird but we're already here so I'm just yeah, gonna yeah. kind of chuck it and here it's just completely yep yep no they're they're you know completely it, it, like it's just it doesn't tell us how long it's been or anything we're just yeah. kind of assumed that they've had and it's not even it's the same idea where with the Star Wars prequel they're kind with Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship they kind of just be like oh and, and this is the point you made Alex um, they're kind of just like oh yeah the, they're friends and they did stuff but at least they address, oh, yeah, remember that time we did that thing? Like, yeah. they, they have some throwaway lines about that. They don't yeah. even have that here. It's just like, yeah, we're having sex, and then we're going <laughs> Remember else. that one time where we rescued that person out of the Matrix, and we had to do that cool fight, and we worked together because yeah. we're, we're in love or something? Something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think you're right about the, the, the characters never really come to life, but the actors don't really come to life until a fight scene. Mm -hmm. Because, like, when they have that cool... When uh, uh, Morpheus is on, to, uh, on the truck with the katana, yeah. and he holds out his hand, and they zoom up to him, and he does, like, the beckoning thing yeah. he did to Neo in the first one, that was really cool, and that got to rely on Lawrence Fishburne's presence, yeah. of which he has a considerable yeah. one. And, and uh, Harry Lennox is Commander Locke. That was another actor I wanted to mention. He's a, a mm -hmm. really wonderful actor from, like, every TV show. From Man of Steel, just like yeah, Lawrence Man of Fishburne. Steel. He, oh. And Batman versus Superman. He also Harry Lennox. Harry Lennox also went to school with Stephen Colbert. They were friends in college. Interesting. And one time after like Stephen Colbert, like he did like the White House Correspondents Dinner or something. He was talking to Lennox afterwards, and he was like, "I really don't know how I did with these people." And Harry Lennox goes, "Man, these people!" <laughs> <laughs> like in this like amazing voice he has. Anyway, but like during the fight scenes, like Keanu Reeves seems really cool, and like Lawrence Fishburne has this great presence, and like Carrie Moss is really bad. But then they get to all the dialogue and like the actors are like they're just chained mm -hmm. they're within a matrix of dialogue if you would oh my goodness what's your that's the worst thing that's just the most philosophical thing I've heard in the last three days mm. my <laughs> best thing I, th I think the entire script is written while the Wachowski stroked their chins <laughs> and said hmm but do you think that, sir that is the sad part where it's four years between the first one oh, and, yeah. and these two Reloaded and Revolution yeah, both, sure. both came out in 2003 like that's just like this is this is what the fans waited four yeah. years for no, yeah. that's no yeah. um, my best thing is going to be the, the burly brawl which is what they call it the, the fight <laughs> scene in the park where do they call it this I don't yeah. know you don't remember where they, they said it, it is the track of music that is played during that scene and I believe there's a little like 30 minute documentary about it on the DVD okay. about it okay um, but yeah, it's called the Burly Brawl, where Neo fights like a hundred thousand Smiths. I and don't like it in the context of the movie. I just like that he's going like more, yeah, more, <laughs> more. <laughs> I I'll have another. It, it it would make a really great YouTube video, just like yep. a ten minute YouTube yep. video. And instead, it's a twenty minute bloated action scene after one of those philosophical <laughs> debates. That's just yeah. a complete mess. No, 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 not just one. There's two because the Oracle's talking about all this nonsense with finding the Frenchman, and then oh, Trinity's gonna die. Your but you've your already choices. Made, which yeah. I'll lead into my that leads into my worst thing. I'll, I'll get to okay. that. But then. Agent Smith shows up and he's like, hey, we're going to fight because I just show up whenever we need to fight. Yeah. Um, I love when he shows up at the end in the magic hallway and they work <laughs> so hard. Hallway. They work so hard to get to this hallway. They're like, we have to blow up this thing and hack into this thing and to, to get Neo yeah, in yeah. here at this specific time. And Smith's just like, hey guys, <laughs> let's fight. <laughs> but, but then he's like, well, I don't really know what happened. I shot you. You came back and then I just stopped working for the machines. I don't know how it happened. Who cares? Let's fight. Like, 
he go, he even says at this point the reason is irrelevant. I'm like, this is the mindset the Wachowskis were in the whole time. Maybe maybe I'm in the Matrix. Maybe yeah, the, it really is just like ah. maybe the real Matrix is the friends we made well, along the this way. This might actually be what you're about to say. So what, what what's your worst thing? Oh, I'm still I'm still talking about the fight. <laughs> okay, okay. The fight's really good. It's a great use of yeah. well, at least for the first half, like just practical effects mm. and, and great wire work and everything. Yeah. You can tell when the Smiths aren't Hugo weaving. I don't think they do a very good job covering that, but it's fine. And then at a certain point, it just is all CGI, and it looks okay. Mm. It would make a really good like video game cutscene yeah. at this point, but it's. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's kind of distracting to me that comes back to like remember having to remind myself like when it yeah. was made and all that yeah. like again oh I'm sure if I saw this in the theater I'd be like this is the coolest thing oh, yeah. I've ever seen and they really they really ramp up the visual effects in this one from the, the previous yeah. one but yeah. to mostly great success I mean, yeah. largely yeah. the effects in this are really really well like Neo flying is actually pretty cool yeah mm-hmm. um He's doing his Superman thing. And they just show him, like, twisting above the clouds. Which, why would he need to do that if he's just flying to the Oracle's place, whatever? It's the only time uh, Neo feels joy. <sighs> now I am fulfilled. Huh? That's not what I... But the Care Bears walk on clouds. Why did I... Did I... Huh? But... Cake. The... <laughs> if I... If I save the Matrix, I get cake. <laughs> Oh god! I can make so many terrible jokes about no, that I in know. the scene with the Merovingian. Do you want me to just? Keep I had the same thought. <laughs> Do you want me to just keep going? Yes, yes. Go on to your worst thing. Let's, let's no, no. Not. But the scene is great, except for a couple of things because they just insert these really bizarre sound effects. Yep. There's one bit where it's like dominoes falling, and then there's another bit where Neo grabs a Smith and throws him into a bunch of other Smiths, and they make it like a bowling pin yep. sound. Like, yeah. I'm like. <laughs> Are you taking this seriously or not? Because you cannot have this uber pretentious dialogue philosophizing nonsense and then jump to this and be like, it's funny, it's a cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's the cartoon, <laughs> remember everybody. No, Joel Schumacher specifically directed that one sound bite. <laughs> you got them to punch up the... <laughs> I just really feel like bowling is really big right now because of the big Lebowski. Okay, that was seven years ago. I know, but like these things just stay. They have a shelf life. And then... It's a cool following. <laughs> okay. We're all going to do that voice when we review the Barbie movies. <laughs> when? When we review the Barbie movies. I think you movies. mean when, when you do the, the your, your solo commentary on the Barbie movie. And we... There we go. Hey, guys, it's Britain. Anyway, here's... Oh, my God, I love her shoes. <laughs> My worst thing is when it's the scene where Neo's talking to the Oracle, which, by the way, the Oracle is she's giving a great performance as well. Oh, yeah, she's wonderful. This is her last role, and she oh, wow. died in between. Oh wow! So yeah, she, she was. Great, I guess though. we'll get to the third one, but it's a different actress. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw when I was going through the IMDb pages. Yeah, um, and she was great in this. But like when she's going, or, or when Neo goes, oh, so like do do I have a choice? Am I? Yeah. Does Trinity have to die like it, my visions are telling me? There's a lot of Star Wars prequel stuff in this. Yep. It's a lot. Yep. They were being made around the same time. Yeah. And, and then she goes, You've already made the choice. You just need to understand why you made that choice. I'm like, He didn't make the choice yet. Yeah. <laughs> None we of this makes sense. We don't know that he made the choice. It, that really of all up. the things that Keanu Reeves should be asking, what? That is the thing. <laughs> and. and- 
in the end, he just makes the choice. That doesn't come <laughs> up again. Like when when yeah. that when he finally gets it, he just makes a choice. Like it's yeah. not like that. I mean, I get the idea is supposed to be. Oh well, you know, in a way, he doesn't really know that he's made like, or he he he's always going to make a certain choice. But that doesn't matter to the that doesn't matter to us. That that doesn't tell anything to us. That doesn't motivate characters. It's just right. like, oh, by the way, here's a philosophical tangent that has nothing to do with what actually is going to happen in this action movie. And that happens a lot. That is like the, the most perfect microcosm I, I see of like this. They they really should just not write long-winded dialogue mm. yeah. just keep it short sweet and simple you yeah. don't want your, your characters in sunglasses to be talking too much you yeah know, it just looks I mean, silly that was great <laughs> at the beginning when they all show up inside yeah. at night to that meeting and they're just all wearing sunglasses <laughs> vaguely different sunglasses yeah like Colin Cho's characters are perfect and, and their whole thing is like yeah we're, we're human we're not machine-like and yet they're all wearing very similar clothing and they've all got sunglasses on it's, it's very yeah and there's occasionally Same-y. some very strong Asian influence because the Wachowskis like those movies. Yeah. Which is fine. Uh, all, all of the program stuff in in this movie is really frustrating mm-hmm. to follow because it doesn't really make any sense. Because there's this, there's all this stuff about, oh, there's all these leftover programs, you know, like the Oracle and the Merovingian. And, yeah. You know, they're all doing stuff and, like, they, they're all hiding yes. in the Matrix. This is what I was talking about the last episode when mm-hmm. I was talking about the revelation that the Oracles is a program. Yeah. Does everybody else know this, or is it, or is Neo the only one that knows this? Right, right, right. If if he's the only one that knows, I feel like he should have this conversation with Morpheus. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I kind of learned this important thing about yeah. the Oracle. We might need to know because now we might not be able to trust her. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much. Somebody learns something and then it never gets picked up on. Like it's just, oh, I guess that happened, and right, then like right, it's right. never connected with yeah. the other characters drove me nuts the and, whole time I know. and it's it's never explained either how that works as far as these people surviving previous incarnations of the matrix i guess it's just kind of like it, it's the same thing with the hugo weaving thing where he's like oh now i'm a rogue agent because the script said i yeah, still needed to be in these movies and now i get to be a rogue agent it, it, i don't know what we're supposed to be getting out of this and it just gets increasingly weirder too because you know first of the oracle and at least we've seen the oracle and we're like okay so she's your program that's interesting i guess i mean it makes, i don't know what that does i, I wish her. they fleshed out more that that she's not an oracle so to speak she's just like her her programming is so highly evolved that she's able to calculate and manipulate all this yeah, right, right, right. i know exactly what to tell neo to get him to do these things and yeah. to save morpheus yeah. and all that stuff yeah, yeah. if that's the angle they were going for i'd be totally fine with it they never talk about that yeah and um and then they just get weirder because they go and they, they introduce the merovingian and he's just a guy and you're like, well, why did you exist? And what's your deal? And it's about cause and effect. Cause and effect and duality. Yeah. And, yeah. Then we're, and then we're going to have an explosion go on between a woman's legs. Yes. There's... In, in Matrix coding oh, form. Oh, it's, it's so... I, if you guys haven't seen this movie in a while, it's so awkward and just so weird. Because they, they zoom in in between a woman's thighs. Um, while she is eating a cake and the Merovingian is talking about this cake that he sent her. He's like, there's a special code that I programmed yes. inside of it. And it, we zoom in, we zoom in, and like there's like a flash, and we're like, okay, this is really weird, but whatever. And it's obvious where we're, where we're supposed to be looking at, where the audience is Well, it's is supposed aimed. to be from Neo's point of view, so he's seeing the code of the Matrix. I, I For some reason, once again, talk about why he is seeing the code yes. now. Um, you cannot just but, have him start seeing it and not, not talk about that. But we, we zoom in and then and then there's like a, a weird flash and like, oh that's so weird. 
And then it keeps going. And the camera keeps zooming. And then there is just a pure Michael Bay explosion. Just, it's just, on the, like, it's just a green Michael Bay explosion. Like, it's just straight up. Yeah. A, a fiery explosion. Just, there's green. And it's, it's just like, what? What are you trying? What? Well, once again, I get the idea. It's like the dance scene. I get the idea. His, his, the Merovingian's whole thing is, well, we just go with our base instincts. Like, we just go with our animal natures. That's really what it comes right. down to, cause and effect. I get that. Why would you present it like that? Is it supposed to be an R-rated cartoon? Because but, you're kind of yeah. treating it that and it's, way. It's not like that's that's justified by the scene. The scene doesn't tell you that it's that everyone's following their base instincts because this dude just gave her a cake. People don't do that when you give them cakes. Like, what? Yeah. This is not related. To, I think you just wanted to be a perv. That's, that's I mean, all I'm I mean he did. Monica Bellucci made that very clear <laughs> later on. And then they're Such like, oh, they're, they're werewolves and, and special programs and inside ghosts. the Matrix, and none of that really makes sense. Or yeah, because like they have it's, that, 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 that's it's a cool idea, but you need to flesh it out. But you can tell they they were like, hey, our real world is actually a fake world. So what about like legends and things that we consider urban? Like, are they real or are they not? Oh, that's just oh, that's cool. And you can tell they went, oh, what a great idea, but then yeah. they never figured it out for themselves. Yeah. But then they talk about, okay, so so there's the Matrix, there's the real world, and then there's the machine world? Yes. Like, when I they guess. say machine world, do they mean, like, the physical place where all the machines are that we get to in the third I feel like they, they're supposed to be talking about... Well, yeah, because don't they say they escape into the Matrix or whatever? Yeah. I have no, no th idea. That, a lot of the programs, when they want, they're going to be deleted because there's a better version of them or whatever. They just escape into the Matrix and exile there. Yeah. I have no idea. Can the machine maiden frame back where all the machines are? Can it not just pick them out in, on the computer and be like, okay, delete? Like, I don't understand how the, the evil machines don't have control over the system. Yeah. I... I it, they need to explain this to me. I don't understand. I got nothing. Let's talk about the architect. Oh, oh God. I, I honestly stopped paying attention during that part of the movie. Like They specifically insert the most pretentious words for him to say. I, I wish I had a list of all the words he says. Yeah, he's, he's talking, like, really long. And, like... Or using really long words and, like trying to sound when you insert ergo into your conversation I, I'm just like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hit you yeah I really right. wish Neo had just been like shut up and he just punched the architect <laughs> in the face when you've got all the other Keanu's in the background yelling and shouting which is actually that's actually kind of a cool idea I like that yeah and like the way the architect's like giving him all this information with all the TVs in the background showing different things yeah it's cool it's a cool visual but I don't know what it's supposed to do for us again it's like I it, are they supposed I don't know I don't know it's about cause and effect <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then, but then he's like okay so this is the sixth version of the matrix sure we've had six different neos or versions of neo and and, and he's he's noticing oh neo's like responding quicker than the other ones previously did yeah so you know for a fact every single previous version of Neo has gotten to this point and has had this exact same conversation with you and has had to make the exact same choice? Uh-huh. Yep. Does nobody else realize how convoluted this all sounds? 
Or is it just me? But like, and then and, and then he just makes the choice to say Trinity. And doesn't doesn't he say something about you have to choose a specific number of people to populate Zion? Oh yeah, because they have to keep that going. So I, I got well because his whole thing is okay. So so he, the architect constructed the Matrix. It was supposed to be a perfect world, and humans rejected it because hey, humans don't like a perfect world because humans are terrible. Okay, so he builds this more flawed one that's based on our history. And I believe he said 99% of everyone who, who was inserted into it accepted it, but there was always the 1% that, mm. that would not accept it. Right. And I guess somehow they were able to break free and get out and back into the real world. Sure. And, and then that started up the resistance and everything. And then every once in a while, they come back, the machines come in and wipe all of them out and like start the process over again. It's cycle of life, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. All that, all that is. The fact that before. this comes so late in the game, and then it ends up, I'll, I'll just, I'll just tell you flat out. In the third movie, it does not matter that there have been six versions of the Matrix. It doesn't matter. It's just a conversation. Like, yeah. I believe him and the Oracle talk briefly about it, but it really, really does not matter. Well, and we, we, do we discern whether or not they intended a trilogy out of this when they originally made it? I know they have said they claim to have wanted to do a trilogy okay but i don't buy that for a second well cause, just because it seems like there, there's so much that's unfinished and there's so much that's introduced and not followed through on yeah it seems like they just threw in a bunch of ideas and then went oh we'll get to it later and then just didn't care because think about when the when the when, the, when, the, when this movie and the last movie worked best they were just being stylish cool action movies yeah that's when these movies really come alive that's when i'm really having fun and if that's just what they committed to, I feel like they'd be a lot, lot better. Yeah. But then they try to do this whole other thing. I, I don't. Maybe their prowess has changed. That I haven't seen a lot of the Wachowski stuff. Yeah. But I don't think they're equipped to handle these kind of ideas that they're trying to put in the movies. It's because they didn't know what the audience actually liked about the first Matrix movie. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, obviously they recognize, oh, they like the fight scenes. We'll do more of that. Yeah. But I guess they saw the critics were like, oh, it's a smart action movie. And if you really dig, dig deep, there's some yeah. subtext here. And they're like, we're going for that. Yeah. yeah. They don't the Matrix worked as well as it does because it's so simple. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's a simple character arc. Yeah. We like the characters enough. Mm-hmm. The action scenes are great. But it's very simple. It's straightforward. And- we can follow it. When you look deeper, there's a lot of problems. And when you want to try and make the story more complicated, throw in a lot more characters, bring in a lot more philosophical ideas, it, it's all going to fall apart. Like if you're which gonna, it does. If you're going to commit to that, you've got to shore up the foundation a lot more in the further movies as far as explaining these kind of questions that we had from the first one instead of just creating more questions. Yeah. It, it, it really does turn into just a mess. Of, Are you telling me this was written by Damon Lindelof? Yes, I know that's exactly where you were going. Um, but yeah, it, it's... I hope that you meet him one day, and he is the nicest person you've ever met. I'm sure he's a nice guy. And I've, you guys, no, did, I've heard him in interviews. He sounds like a really nice guy. And, and I hope that you guys have a wonderful conversation about Batman versus Superman, <laughs> and why it's the worst thing ever. And I hope that he continually says, "You are so right. You are so <laughs> right." And look at that bone structure. And I hope, <laughs> I hope that happens to you. I hope I, I, Zack Snyder. I think you're just gonna punch him. But I no, hope that Lindelof. No, I would not physically attack Zack. Snyder. I hope you walk away from. Would the, you? From a little, <laughs> no. I'd ask him why. <laughs> I guess because you would say, I, you know, that's what you're about. Why did you make that movie? Why did you say? <laughs> I just, 
I hope that you walk away from the Lindelof conversation regretting everything you ever said and just feeling bad about yourself. And then watching Lost again. <laughs> again? I've, not, I've never seen Lost. It's good, man. It's really good. It's pretty good. I'm afraid to get to that, the, the ending, though. It's fine. When you go into it like I did, having heard for 10 years that it was a horrible, horrible, horrible ending, you don't. Th- I didn't think it was that horrible because all I'd ever heard was it was the worst thing ever. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, that was not as bad as I thought it would be. Lost to me is a lot like a roller coaster in yeah. that. Uh, there's a lot of really fun like twists and turns and uphill and downhill and you're really satisfied that you, you got through it but then at the end somewhere or another they have to just kind of slow you down you just kind of yeah, have yeah. to roll back into the into the station there and that's that's just that's just going to be the end of it because right. there's there's no way they can actually and this, find and a way to satisfying the end and it's 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 basically just like a what's the the easiest way we can wrap up this mess that we've created yeah which you know all kind of stories as to how that mess got created but the things that work about lost work so well the good things about that show are extraordinary so where are the grades we're given the lost i would give it an a i don't know if i go that high it's pretty good though but i've only i've only watched it once i haven't had my rewatch i've only seen it through one time season one is like an a plus how does it compare to the barbie movie I haven't actually seen any of them. (laughs) There's a Lego Jurassic World 24-minute thing on Netflix. Video. It's called Lego Jurassic World Indominus Release or something. Indominus Escape. And it's literally... It's just just there. And I was like, do I want to watch it? (laughs) It's 24 minutes. I feel drawn to it. I wonder if they're going to make just 20... It's just a 24-minute like summation of that movie with Legos. It's very so possible. the Matrix Reloaded. Yeah. I think we're running into the same thing with, with the last one. There's just okay. not as much to talk about. Okay. Because it's so Ooh, no, let, let's cut talk and dry. About, let's talk about Neo himself. I, I think I kind of brought this up earlier. Jesus playing a video game? Yes. He <laughs> he keeps, like, it's, it's like the theatrical cut of Superman 2 where they just keep throwing out superpowers... Mm. That, that we have not said that these people have. Yes, yeah. And Neo just starts seeing code, which I guess he started doing at the end of the first movie. Still, you need to explain it. You know, he, he finally is able to stop bullets, which, yeah, he did that at the end of the first movie as well. Yeah, but, that was cool. But, like, when he's saving Trinity at the end, uh-huh. and he just pulls the bullet out, yeah. and then starts up her heart, they should have a conversation about how and he's able to do that. It's not even... I don't even care so much that he has the power. I care, or that he he's able to do that. I care more about the fact that at the end of the first one, we talked about this word. You know, he, the original, um, like like he he gets the power at the end where he he he's, he revives himself. He yeah. gets rid of the bullets and he's back. And that alone is terrible to do for your main character because then you're just like, you know, he he's never gonna have any problems with anything. Yeah. Uh, at this no, point, gonna leave at that this... the, he has no conflict in this movie other than I'm afraid Trinity's gonna die. Yes. There is no like personal yeah. threat yeah. on his life. Because if you get to that point, you need to make the movie convince us that there are other reasons, other con it's like it's like writing a good Superman movie. Yeah. If you get to that point where he's invincible, you're gonna have to create other reasons for him to have conflict. Yeah. yeah. And perhaps you know, for him to struggle. Has this... Smith be stronger? Something. Have it be like once he broke free of his programming, he's he more got powerful. stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, instead of figuring that out, they gave him the ability to revive other people. So now we don't even have to worry about anybody else, too, because he'll just go and he'll save yeah. them, too. So it's like, what? Yeah. yeah. Although I do like her line where she goes, I guess this makes us even. 
I yeah, like that. I mean, it's fine, but... Also, and then he, he just stops a bunch of Sentinels at the end of the movie. Because yeah. I guess he has powers outside the Matrix as well. That, like, connects stop! through the Matrix. Just it's, stop! It's just, it's just more and more OP to the point where we're just like, well, why can't you just <laughs> fix everything? Yeah. yeah. Like, just do it. It'll be fine. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, but, but, like, it's sci-fi. It's not supposed to be fantasy. Why is he suddenly having, like, visions of Trinity dying? Like, that's too supernatural. Well, that's another problem with these movies is that the premise of them is all hard sci-fi. Yeah. Computers, computer Mm -hmm. world, machines. It's all very cut and dry. But then within it, they're trying to do these very mystical... And some of it they can pull across by, like, we're in the Matrix, so like Link is gonna download me a code so that I know how to like hotwire a motorcycle, or, or like, or have this yeah. weapon, or anything. Which I'm like, I get that because you can do the computer thing. Yeah. But then there's all like you said, he's having visions and it, it it it's like they wanted to make Battlestar Galactica. Speaking of TV shows, it started as hard sci-fi and now it's become this like fantastical thing, which you can't really have together. Yeah. When yeah. You, especially when you've established a world that is that hard sci-fi. Unless you're just oh gosh, I'm so sorry. What did you do? <laughs> Unless you just give us, like, literally an explanation for everything. Yeah. Which they're not doing. Yeah. Or, or start us off from the beginning of being like, this is kind of like Lord of the Rings with cars. Like, just give us <laughs> something. Yeah. I just had an image of, of Lord of the Rings with cars, the Pixar movie. The, <laughs> the characters in the Pixar movie. <laughs> <laughs> My what? name's Mater, son of... Whatever his dad would be named. I don't know cars. <laughs> Tow truck. I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. You can, you can even use the you shall not pass line because they're racing. Uh-huh. And they're driving around. And <laughs> you shall not merge. It writes itself. <laughs> you shall not merge. <laughs> Camry of Udul. <laughs> we got to do those movies. I love them so much. Wait, the Cars movies are the Lord, the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> then we'd have to do can the we, Hobbit Can movies. we do a combined Lord of the Rings Cars series? Oh my God, let's do it. Here's, a, here's my argument to that, Alex. If your logic is, but if we do this series, we'll have to watch this bad version. You committed to a franchise which would make you watch Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad. But yeah. here's the thing. I'm a lot There's more interested in talking about those than I am yeah. the Hobbit movies. Yes. I gotcha. That's fair. Plus, gotcha. the Hobbit movies, all extended cuts. That's what we'd be watching. Why? <laughs> you're ma- I, I don't know. You, you're doing a Wachowski thing. You're creating rules, and I don't know where they came from. Now see, this is, how, down a this is how you can't follow. Hey Wachowskis, this is how you work a theme into a larger narrative. It's mostly because I gotta know if the You guys didn't expect to get shotgun, did you? You thought you were listening to a nice podcast. You didn't know you were gonna wreck someone's life today. <laughs> Man. I, I gotta know if they're any better. Like if the scenes add anything. I, I feel like I've only, I've only seen the first Hobbit, so I wouldn't be able to contract. I feel it, Tyler, come on. Oh, you never saw the second two? No. Oh well that that I saw explained. the first one, fell asleep, and then there you go. That explains not like a lot this. about your gung ho. <laughs> not yeah. like this. Because, I mean, the Lord of the Rings, the, the trilogy is like. It perfect. might be worth it for the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but. Yeah. Dear goodness. That we could also just make Lord, do the Lord of the Rings trilogy and then pretend nothing ever happened. I I would go for that. Or we could except watch. For or, except for cars. Except for cars. Or we could watch the old uh, Rankin Bath animated Hobbit, yeah. which is terrifying, <laughs> and count that. Because Lord of the Rings, bruh. No, favorite movies I feel like we'd have to talk about the Hobbit movies we can talk about them enough to watch them we can just do an episode yeah and we don't have to watch them <laughs> yeah, episode, yeah that'd be fun that'd be good we could just talk about one of the buddies movies it's fine it's fine Lord of the Rings is the point 
the Lord of the Rings trilogy. But we have a system <laughs> where we watch the movies. I know. We do. I know. I'm saying we bent the rules and watched a power, either power episode of Power Rangers and Santa Buddies. I will say, if are you really trying to use that as an excuse with me right now? For my birthday, can we watch like <laughs> I, I, the, the Jurassic World little little mini feature on uh, Netflix? Huh? Britain's birthday spooktacular. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't like Halloween. So and work. the problem with the other problem with the Lord <laughs> birthday takes place around Halloween. Even if even if we only did, or even if we. Basically, if we did the Hobbit movies, that would end up being like a twelve-part series because we'd probably have to split up each episode into like two, two, or each, yeah, each, each movie, movie into yeah. two episodes. Oh god! Because I don't want to try and cram in one All movie per problem. week. Gotcha. Like that would that would get insane. Gotcha. For six weeks straight. That Lord, would be Lord of the Rings, impossible. we could do one in the though, because oh my god, those movies are so good. Yep. A lot better than the Matrix trilogy. <laughs> You can tell by how much we're getting off on Hugo that Weaving is a threat. It's not even terrible. Like Hugo Weaving's great. Oh, no, no, no Hugo great. Weaving is in both franchises. No, th- this is not a, a horrible movie. I have zero malice. I, I think it's kind movie. of a bad movie. It's a bad movie, I think, but it's not even like terrible in the sense that we're, we're you know frothing out the mouth to rip it apart. It's just yeah. like I, I, I feel. No- I am very curious to see y'all's reaction once we get to Revolutions okay. because. It is worse than this. Okay. I don't know yeah. if it's worse enough to make both of you angry at it. Yeah. That's what I want to find out. When I feel no desire with this to go out and, I don't want to say correct anybody, but like really argue my point to someone who, who would really love this movie. Yeah. We talk about Batman versus Superman. No one's wrong, but I would be genuinely confused as to why someone really loved that movie. Yeah. And so with that, I'm like, no, I kind of want to make my point to somebody who's like, no, Batman versus Superman is awesome. I'm like, but I want you to understand what I'm saying. With this, I'd be like, oh, I don't think so, but who cares? Like, yeah. have fun. The fight scenes are phenomenal, yeah. so I don't care. Yeah. It, is re- it is really... The, the fights are, are yeah. really, really good. And that's why I think I had a, a more fun time watching this than the first one, is just because I put it in, I very quickly realized, this is if I just make this about the fights, I'm going to have a good time. Yeah. And I just did that. Too bad the movie's like two and a half hours. Mm, 2.18, but yeah. Yeah. It's close enough. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it, it felt like three and it hours. Did, again, some of the fights definitely drag on. I would argue the car chase and the, the brawl scene both the car chase definitely drag takes, on too long. takes a while. Um, I did like the car chase quite a bit. Yeah, it, it's because I, I think it's awesome. Yeah. It, it shifts from like this type of action scene to this type. Yeah. Of, like there's a lot yeah. of variety. Yeah, there's stuff going on there that's really enjoyable. Well, like when uh, I, I didn't quite understand the science because I don't know anything about cars, in whatever definition that is, where uh, he where Morpheus like slices it with the katana and then he shoots it. So I guess he opened up a hole in the car to shoot and no, then well explode. the idea is that like hitting it and they, they did like a sharp turn and it turned over and yeah. then he shot the gas tank uh, and then he, yeah 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 he, he turned the car and then he shot the yeah, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. that's different okay <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne's really cool he was Thrax in Osmosis Jones that's another <laughs> yes, movie he was that's another movie we could watch who was Osmosis Chris Rock Chris Rock my friend okay and David okay. Hyde Pierce was Drix okay that is I love that movie. That is so. Speaking of, I have not seen it in a long. Speaking of time. real world scenes not being as good as everything else. Oh god, you're totally right. They yeah. should have just stuck with the anime. Gross stuff. Bill Murray. And, yeah. Oh god, cannot do that. Yeah, the, this, this the third one for this is just going to be sad. Oh, <laughs> I'm not. Just, like, I'm I'm hoping it's more because this one was very much just. Okay. Oh, hey, action scene. This I'll put it to you this oh, way. Crap, we're I'll back put it to you this way. Since it's the end, things actually happen. Yeah. It's not just a whole bunch of. We need to consult the oracle. No. 
Yeah, because well, I know with this one, they obviously they knew exactly they were making two movies. So yeah, yeah. There you go. It also says to be concluded at the end, which I thought was kind of cute, not to be continued. Yeah, I mean, I, that's happened be... in something. I, I've seen that in other movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. and they also I think in Back to the Future. Probably. I think they do because they did the same thing where they did the, okay. the two and three together. But anyway, gotcha. and then they do the the thread with Bane, not from Batman. Bane being taken oh, over right, by right, Smith. Right. That is not. <laughs> Matrix. Yeah, so, so and he's only brought Matrix. up like three times in the movie. Some random like, side character in this movie gets gets taken over by Agent Smith in the real world, and then he's just kind of hanging around. And then at the end, yeah, they they have the scene where they just talk about how they drove off the or how how <laughs> they like, tried to do the counter. Some guy blew an EMP too soon and it screwed us all over. Well, were there any survivors? There was just one. Dun dun dun. And then it's it's, it's kind of like guy. in Green Lantern where. There's the after credit scene of Sinestro getting a power ring <laughs> or whatever. It's the same idea where you're like, you thought that was going to get people excited. At, at, least, at least they knew this would get a sequel. <laughs> Have you all seen the shortlist for the Green Lantern DCEU? I, I think Tom, so. Tom Cruise is one of them. Yeah, Ryan yeah, Reynolds. right. Oh, this right. Is, dating, this Jake, is dating this podcast. That's fine. Jake Gyllenhaal. Ryan Reynolds again. Ryan Reynolds again. Mm. Yeah, nobody on there that really... Oh, oh, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. Yeah, he'd be fine. <laughs> Joel McHale was one of them, which I would love because he'd that be the be most sarcastic. Beautiful. He would hate it. Can they get Joel Kinnaman and just say Suicide Squad didn't happen? That'd be cool. Apparently, yeah. apparently it's going to be John Stewart and Hal Jordan. They're yeah, just interesting. Show them both. It's also written by David Goyer, so I'm sad. The important part is that they can't waste Jake Gyllenhaal in the DCU because they'll probably fail by then. So <laughs> that's true. They may never get there. Yeah, that's true. So that would be fun. He, he sh- they should just replace Jared Leto Joker with him. But not Anthony Mackie can't. <laughs> and Anthony Mackie can't be John Stewart because he's doing Marvel. So what's going to happen? As the only black actor in Hollywood, who else can they get? Will Smith Ford will come back. I was dead shot, but now uh, you know I'm also making tanks. Woohoo! Say ho! I just want to hear his rap to Green Lantern. <laughs> Why did he do a rap for Suicide Squad? I know, right? That would have been amazing. No, no, I thought that when the after credits played. Oh my or when the credits god! Played, I was like, there's... here's an addendum to our, our Suicide Squad review. Yeah, sure. I'm so upset. When when they did yeah when they did the after credit for that, there oh I was like, oh my god, Margot Robbie could have done a guest verse. There was there was nothing, and I was like, this Killed, is crap. Oh my, what are you doing? Jared Leto could have done a musical number because he is banned. <laughs> are we are, are, are we saying that we wish? Uh, are we saying that Suicide Squad would have been improved by a musical collaboration between Will Smith and Thirty Seconds to Mars? Yes, that says something about that movie. Yes, and how bad it is. We're going. Yeah, yes. would make it. Better. What are we? Some kind of. Suicide band. <laughs> oh, that would be again if they have like a Scooby Doo chase scene with like all running around, really all playing the drums. <laughs> you know what had a great, a great uh, character rap with Luke Cage. Really? Have, have you got? Have you? Have you I've watched it yet. No, it, the, 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 it's beautiful. There, there's a there's a rap in there about Luke Cage, and I I can't remember who does it, but that, it's, it's an actual like that sounds awesome. famous rapper, and it's magnificent. It's best just, one is obviously it's just spectacular. The best one is obviously Vanilla Ice. To the Turtles movie, obviously. <laughs> I made a reference to this last night, and he had no idea what I was talking about. My friend RJ just got his haircut, and he came into work. He's a great-looking haircut, but somebody, without any irony in their voice, said, "Well, I see RJ got his haircut like Vanilla Ice, back from when Vanilla Ice was popular." <laughs> and they were not—they were not making fun of him. They were just noting it, and I was like, "He <laughs> sure did." So happy. I've never been happier in my life. No, now they know I have a job. Shoot. 
<laughs> the, the mystery is unraveled. <laughs> They're gonna find me. Did no, we're making saying something about work, work every episode. I don't go a lot of places, okay? No, see, that, that's how it works. I think they should be able to figure this out. You have a job. <laughs> I make money off, off the podcast revenue. All of our, our True. massive podcast revenue. And Alex gets all my Disney checks. So <laughs> You make all, all the merchandise. Which is great. You never know when you see Here Comes the Sequel's merchandise because you don't know what we look like. <laughs> Those action figures are just the nondescript of the Dollar General. They're based on us. <laughs> look, it's Action Man. <laughs> that's Tyler. It's just a Ken doll with like a bad Superman like simple trauma. It's like a Ken doll, like a microphone and like a, a a book of Roger Ebert reviews, just frowning. <laughs> oh goodness! I want mine to be like a GI Joe head with Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor hair on it. Just the head. Yeah, the body? Yeah, just the head. What's the body? Yeah, just the head. <laughs> it, com- it comes in my action figure. It's it's beside, and I, I I have throwing a capabilities. You're the- Alex is like the sidekick mini that you get with yes. your, the Tyler. No, no, action no, no. Figure. Actually, actually, every action figure comes complete with him. No, no, no. What, what it is is, is that there's, there, there's 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 a, there's a several versions of of Britain and I's action figures, yes. and Alex is the one where you have to to assemble it using the different parts. Can we make this a thing? Can we like sell this merch? Alex, Alex, is, Alex is the Voltron of the Voltron of Here Comes. The there's a, there's a Here Comes the sequels Etsy shop, and it, and the the bonus fun is every time you order something, you get the confirmation email. It says your order is shipped. Here comes your order. Here comes the shipment. And, and the best part is that is that when you order it, we send the action figure, and it comes with with one of the the Alex parts. However. We never actually send out like the left arm or something like that, so people keep. Like, we gotta, always... I gotta, I gotta build the full Alex. Oh, a leg again! What's going on Man. here? And the and the the special edition will come with a DVD of our of our favorite buddies movie. <laughs> Not our favorite movie because it'll cost too much to license, but we're just like, oh, treasure buddies come. It's really just a Netflix gift card. <laughs> okay. Let's 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 do grades. On the the Netflix DVD uh, service, when you get them, when you tear off the envelope, they've started having this. There, you can fill it out. It says best DVD ever, which is something you can't send it anywhere. It has no merits. The thing you can fill out for yourself, and I really just want to get one and fill out like the three buddies movies, <laughs> just for my own little giggle. I, I give Matrix Reloaded a D. I give it a D as well. That's actually exactly right. This what, is the most D movie. <laughs> what was my last one? You gave the first one a B. Oh, wow. So did we. I'm going to give it a D+. Because I, like oh, I like the fight scenes. Yeah, that's fair. It's just it, the, the level of caring I have. As, as I sure. think the audience can tell by now, the amount that we cared about this movie. Yeah. Um, it's, it really does not draw you in. And I really wish... Yeah, the action... Yeah. You, you, you feel the, your pulse start back up when the action scenes start, and then you just draw yeah. right back off again because the characters are so bland. Well, and I've seen movies do this, where it's like Mad Max Fury Road is a great example of how to do this well. That movie's about the action sequences, yep. but it never really slows down. Right. Even though there are scratches of dialogue where there's not action, yep. you're always interested, you're always engaged, mm-hmm. and it's just... The momentum of that movie is so perfect, and the, there's not a lot of like, like even when it slows down, it's not a long drawn out thing. It's no, just no, like, no, no. It, we we have some we have some sort of exposition to yeah, get exactly. off to. Yeah, It's important. We roll through it real quick, and then we get back to the action. And it's actually very character driven. Like the characters yeah. in it are very good. Yeah. And like even Civil War, which I felt was mostly a bunch of fight scenes held together by a story, 
it's still pretty well done. Yeah, yeah, like they're all every character gets something to do. They all have an arc, and yeah. they're still it's still you're at a different place at the end than you were at the beginning. Plus, you got a lot of cool fight scenes. And yeah. this one, if they had just surrendered to like this is a bunch of fight scenes, yeah. be like if cool, they just man. had like two or three more big set pieces that yeah. just kind of carried it along. Like like drunken master Jackie Chan's one of his yeah. early movies. That's based on a porn movie oh. <laughs> in terms of martial arts, action porn. It's martial all it is. Porn. I don't know the story, but it's brilliant fights. I. A lot of these problems would be secondary if I cared about Neo, and yeah, I don't sure. care about him. And it's not Keanu Reeves' fault, although, you know, he's not doing anything special, but the script doesn't require him to. Right, yeah. It's because he's an invincible man, and they don't make him interesting, and his conflict makes no sense to me within the context of this world. Yeah. So, I don't really care that much. And then you can't have him asking a million questions in every scene he's in. <laughs> I need him to start learning things on his own and being able to figure out things instead of just asking for the script to tell him what to do next. <sighs> Can we just good. watch Mad Max Fury Road next That'd week instead of I love that Revolutions? Movie so much. <laughs> just just watch that movie and then start reviewing it and just see how long like Act like we're talking about the Matrix Revolutions yeah. at first, but then just review <laughs> Mad Max, and then just we watched the Matrix Revolutions directed by George Miller from 2015. <laughs> yeah. It has a 105 on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> we watched Matrix Revolutions. Charlize Theron is awesome. In her, yeah, in she was Trinity, right? She often referred to her character as Rambolina, based on <laughs> inspired by a character. Oh, that's an obscure reference right there. <laughs> Can we? Please, I want him to do comedy like, every we, movie. Is there is there a way we can explain this to the audience? And okay, so basically, <laughs> a few days ago, we had a "Here Comes the Field" trip, where the three of us we went to go see Aliens. It was playing in a movie theater in town where they'll sometimes show like older movies, and I had never seen Aliens, um, and I obviously they had, so we all went to go watch it. But part of the the the, the, the group or whatever that hosts this film series that was playing in the theater. Is run by uh, this guy named John Hersker, who uh, is about to be trending on Twitter now. <laughs> and he does this—he does massive this, uh, social media. Yeah, presence. exactly. <laughs> he does his intro for the movie, and it's supposed to be like, "Hi, I'm John Hersker, and this week we're showing Aliens." What he proceeds to do is tell you everything that happened in Alien and everything that's going to happen in Aliens, and random factoids that aren't interesting. And he's just sitting completely still and going like, "One of the film's most incredible visual feats." was the exosuit which Ripley uses in the climax and the whole time I'm just grinning and Tyler and Alex are convulsing because they think I'm getting the movie spoiled for me the most of the stuff I knew you were just like dude shut up start the movie it was amazing and he was so bland and uninteresting but at one point he goes so Granny Weaver referred to Ripley as Rambolina <laughs> And then, an inspiration he, and then he started explaining what Rambo is oh yeah right 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 yeah so, so he goes on this as if the entire audience had never seen a movie before exactly. in general had, didn't know the concept of Hollywood I'm sorry the people going to this this program showing old movies they, they know what's up we were the youngest people in the theater everybody else were like dads that don't have kids and they were all that kind of person I don't think that's how that works yeah <laughs> and they were all but everyone knows what Rambo is and everyone's just kind of watching the intro and the, the three of us in the front are just like convulsing and laughing and, and, and it keeps doing weird camera angles yeah like, just like cutting back and forth wait, I, wait, wait, which I really camera wanted one of him that was like from behind and he turns around and then <laughs> and James Cameron who wrote the, the draft for Rambo First Blood Part 2 which you could tell he had to rehearse when he, when he would say that it was utterly brilliant and I wanted to do an intro to every single movie this week we're talking about Santa Buddies. 
Santa Buddies is an offshoot. I w- I Did w- you guys hear that James Cameron's rebooting Terminator? I heard that he wants to. Yeah. He gets the rights in 2019. Yep. And Tim Miller's probably going to direct it. Cameron wouldn't direct it? He's too busy doing Avatar 2, oh, Avatar crazy. 3, Avatar 4, and Avatar 5. And Avatar Requiem. <laughs> Avatar versus Predator. Avatar versus Aliens versus Predator <laughs> Requiem. Avatar. Avatar Retribution. <laughs> Avatar versus Matrix. Oh my god. Yeah, I wouldn't see that. I don't care. Tim Miller directing him. I'm afraid of Tim Miller getting too many big jobs though because Deadpool worked out. Like, yeah. You gotta let him grow. Don't just be like, here you go, buddy. Don't Josh Trank him up here. Yeah, or like Damien Chazelle. I'm afraid this is going to happen to him. I think he's... Oh, he's got the chops. Absolutely. I think he's he's set, though. I think he's he's doing... Yeah, I mean, he's, he's probably... He's gotten far enough that he's going to be yeah. okay. He's probably going to have an Oscar in a month anyway, yeah. so... Anyway, this podcast is so dated right now. How's it dated? We're talking about a thing that hasn't happened yet. No, no, I, I, I'm imagining somebody listening to this in like a year uh, and being like, in the wow. In the distant future yeah, yep. of... of 2117 when they're they're when they're the going re- back to listen to their favorite here come the seat they're gonna be like wait what I don't understand any of these Ripley's. when the real Ripley <laughs> so is, I like that in that that the, the suggestion here is that here come the sequels will political or cultural relevance will outlast Damien Chazelle <laughs> but they'll be like who's Damien Chazelle win an Oscar yeah. what is that I know what here come the sequels is what are they talking about what's a movie it's a movie but they these guys are talking about them. <laughs> and on that note but I they think... never explain where the sequels come from <laughs> I just know they come here. I don't understand this narrative they come from Hollywood's toilet <laughs> alright oh. so next week <laughs> wow next week we are talking about the Matrix Revolution unless yeah. it's a Christopher so... Nolan movie then it's great <laughs> yes we are talking yeah. about the Matrix Revolutions or, or are there multiple I revolutions? Think it's revolutions yeah or, or a Disney movie because I still gotta keep stealing Tyler's checks sure you're still going on in this joke while we're trying to... It, it is revolutions. Um, How yeah. many times have you guys just kept going with jokes and I'm trying to... Straight, because it's American and French. Not only... Let them eat cake. We're having like three discussions here. Let them eat cake. This is more complicated than The Matrix Reloaded. Let layers. Oh it's cause and effect. Duality. Okay. Um, you can find us on... Find us through social media... <laughs> Woo! And, <laughs> Join us next week when our movie will be another movie. Yes. Find us on social media. Uh, you can go online um, to herecomesequels.blogspot.com. You can email us at herecomesequels at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at HCTSequels. Okay. There we go. We made it. Somehow. See you next week, kid. I'm so sorry if you really wanted to hear an in-depth discussion on the Matrix Reloaded. Well, it lasted for about half an hour. I don't know who you would go I, to I to get an in-depth I, I was going to say, I don't think we could go... I, I don't know who I, could. We could we could break down all the the, the arguments and everything, but it's the philosophical yeah. stuff, and it, it's just it's so shallow. There's no point. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. There's no point in doing that when we know we're just going to be disappointed. Okay, well, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, stay rogue. Sorry, Sorry about, about that. that.